Welcome to Have a Listen, the podcast. National Development Program, Cole Caulfield. Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. It's your boy, Gibby. And it's your boy, Vinny. What's wow. going on, guys? That was great execution. Had We've been gone for a while, so I was practicing. <laughs> this time, this time, Gibby didn't just end it at <laughs> Gibby, and then Vinny comes in after. No, I've been practicing for like two or three weeks now. Good. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy, happy New, New Year, boys. It, it's good to be back. It uh, is. Really good to be back. Um, you guys say New Year or New Year's? It's New Year. It's a new year. Not You get upset at people that say New Year's? Happy New Year's? I think I said New Year's. I'm one of those. You're, you're one of those? It's a European thing, I think. Could be. I think I do say New Year's sometimes. but Happy New Year. It happy, doesn't upset wait, you me. Do you say Happy New Year's? I think I say it sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think back now. Did I say it on the earlier take? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We're gonna, when I listen back, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, any good Christmas gifts for everybody? Anybody? No? I got a lot of vinyl, man. Like a lot of jazz vinyl. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. all I needed was some weed, and I would have been perfect. <laughs> I got some. I, I grew some, so don't worry. I'll hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> a little late How about you? Christmas. Uh, nah, me nothing, man. Just it's all house stuff. Like my in-laws are buying stuff for my house. Yeah, it's all house me too. Things. It's just like money, and we're saving up for a wedding and yeah, a house, so. and it's. Uh, Guys are so adulting. No, adulting, no man. gift, gift. You yeah, know? but I did buy my parents something before all the help they gave me. I bought my dad a bunch of like Habs stuff. Yeah. Um, See, your dad is my so mom. I bought her a new iPad because she's been yeah. stuck on this like really old tablet, and she like loves watching like cooking stuff. And mm-hmm. so I got her the new like the I guess what is it the the iPad seven series. It's thirteen series, whatever they're on now. It's the newest one. Got a really good deal on it. So that's what I got her, and she hasn't put it down. Like literally after work, she'll she'll be watching TV, she's and she's just on that. <laughs> she's glued to that. So we did good with that. Awesome. Yeah. Your dad's really <clears throat> easy to buy for. Just give him some yeah, abs, and he's happy. Something something to drink or some abs. <laughs> that's that he man. loves. Uh, you guys have any New Year's or resolutions? Um, no, I don't do that. I'm gonna this year. I'm gonna try my best to not a New Year's resolution. I think a, a lifestyle change. A uh, little lifestyle change. Going gonna, vegan? No, I'm not going vegan. I'm going to try and eat a little bit healthier. Um, but Vegetarian? Also, no. I'm Pescatarian? Also, no, but I actually am going to look into staying away from um, majority of red meats, but I'm going to only eat, try and eat elk. Mm. I've been uh, reading. I've been reading. Elkatarian? Elk- yeah, an, elk- <laughs> an elkatarian. Apparently, elk is like very, very, very high in protein and iron and just a bunch of yeah. positive so- benefits to good, it. Sounds good, <laughs> yeah, and it actually, it's not gamey, like it tastes like cow, so. It's I've had elk burger. I never tried it. I've had an it elk burger. It tastes like, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it tastes like... Uh, is it elk? Now I'm trying to think. Bison or elk? No, no, no. I've, I've Actually, had no, I never had elk. I've had bison, sorry. Yeah, bison's good, too. Elk. Um, bison and then, yeah, burger. I'm just I'm going to try to be a little bit nicer to everybody now. Yeah? Try and be a nicer Gibby. Yeah, yeah. Positive Gibby. Even yeah, you should see our group chat. He does need to be a little bit nicer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> uh, Vinny, you got anything? No, not really. I think, you know, my life is perfect and I'm great. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> No, you gonna run more, run I, less. I'm gonna run more. I I, I don't believe in resolutions. Yeah. Honestly. So, uh, I do want to stay off social media a little bit more. I did say that. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, now that we're independent, which we'll speak about in a bit, we're gonna need you to be on social media more. You know? I know. Push, push it. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I, nobody's going to the gym for two weeks. No. <laughs> no, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get back into Crank the gym. Up, but like yeah. I said, lifestyle. Me too. Change. Monday. Lifestyle Monday. Change. I'll start Monday. Yeah, 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 that's what I've been saying. We for don't the know past what. Seventeen months. We don't I'll know what Monday. Monday. We don't know what Monday, but it's gonna be a Monday. Yeah, I'll do it. When I move away, when yeah. I move to the states for good, like I'm gonna have some time where I'm gonna yeah, be unemployed. Yeah. I'm gonna get jacked. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> it's gonna be like a turnaround story. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so like you guys heard a little mention news about the podcast. So basically we are, we have separated from all halves. We're kind of going independent. It's just going to be us. Um, like to start out by saying thank you to to Rick Stevens and yes. the staff at All Habs uh, for giving us an opportunity. Like really, you know, we were new podcasters just kind of jumping into the game. And joining All Habs was a great learning experience. You know, I have nothing but great things to say about the people there. Yeah, yeah. Very professional. They know their stuff. Um, and I literally would recommend anybody, especially young guys or guys who are coming up in the game. It's a great starting point. It's a great company to start with. Um, it's, they'll give you the opportunity. They'll give you the platform. And I mean, if you're, if you're just coming up, it literally gives you the opportunity to learn on the job. You know what I mean? And that's what I think that, uh, they provided for us. They gave us a lot of flexibility, so I can't thank them enough, but I think, you know, we just decided that we wanted to kind of control our content a little bit more. We, mm -hmm. we wanted to be in complete control of our content, our release dates. There's just a bunch of stuff that we wanted. I mean, w listen, we do this pretty much for fun. It's not like yeah. we're making money off of it. So I think if, if, if that's how we're doing it, we want to control it fully. Yeah, yeah. You understand? And, and you know what? R like with the, with the controlling our own release thing, like Rick's a busy guy. He, he's running the whole show. You know what I mean? He's running the entire Rocket Sports Radio, Rocket Sports Media. So obviously it's tough for him, right? I mean, like there's some times where... I'm sure things he's going to get tied up. He has a family. He's got to deal with everything. So, again, thank you to Rick. Uh, thank you to everybody at Rocket Sports Media. Um, it's not It's not a goodbye. It's more like a, yeah. hey. Uh, so, see you at the draft. See, see you soon. Yeah. It's see you at the draft. No no ill feelings towards them I think them we still get draft tickets. I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, talk to we'll, Rick. We'll talk to Rick. He'll we'll probably. See. I mean, I think. I, come on. We're halfway through. Remember, we produce enough episodes. <laughs> yeah. so. He'll probably. Uh, He'll probably tell us no, but it's okay. Nah, <laughs> he's a nice guy. But yeah, thank you again on a serious note to, to All Habs. Really yeah. do appreciate everything they offered. Rick is a great guy. And, uh, and like I said, for new uh, writers, podcasters, go to All Habs and, and submit something. Yes. They're, they're, they're great to start out with. And who knows, maybe if you have the time to, to put into it and something you want to do with career, you can maybe find something to stick with. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you can stick with them for a while. And, and don't be afraid to, uh, to visit allhabs.net. For uh, all the great content, subscribe uh, to Rocket Sports Media. Yeah, they have. They still have uh, two good, two uh, good podcasts there. So yeah, give them a listen. But listen to us first because we're the best. <laughs> now today we're going to talk about news, World Juniors, and Habs prospects who participated in the World Juniors. You know the Habs have some new acquisitions. 
talk about them. We've got the Gibbies pole dancing. Pole of the week. Pole question of the week. Got a habit or trash it makes its return. And we'll do a fantasy hockey update. And we'll do all that and all the usual shenanigans. But let's start with some uh, news stories of the week. So we'll start with this story. It's not really sports, but this is news stories of the week. So once in a while, I'll throw in a couple just weird stories. Um, a Utah man who bought a McDonald's hamburger for presentations on enzymes said the burger now is more than 20 years old, and it appears completely unchanged. Oh, God, it's so good. Mm. Mm, so good. <laughs> That's disgusting, man. <laughs> I can't believe... Uh, we put that stuff in our body, or we used to, anyways. I used to. It's, it's, um, it's, I can't. I can't say that I don't. You know, I. I still. I still like a you know a little ten pack of nuggies, yeah, you know, a couple man. couple snack wraps, a little Big Macker every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's literally like plastic. It doesn't degrade. <laughs> I don't, I I don't understand it. I know it's crazy. It just looks exactly the same. Like, have you had? Okay, have you ever had like a burger? Like, for, let's say one overnight or two days, kind of like in the microwave, and it just look. It just nothing happens to it. It just stays the same. Uh, McDonald's? Yeah. No, I always just demolish everything I eat. <laughs> yeah, everything never, I buy, I it's, it's like there's no never leftovers. left nothing. He destroys there's it. no leftovers. I have never left like. nothing. No leftovers. Even if I'm McDonald's. not hungry, I just. No, no. <laughs> I'm just scarfing her down. Wow. That's why lifestyle change is coming, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I find it funny, but this is not something that it's is gross. Needless. It is gross, but hey, this this is like 20 years old. You know, 20 years old. That's impressive. <laughs> I Why? dare somebody to eat it. It's like uh, it's gonna be like vintage wine. It's gonna be like wine now. Like, yeah, it gets better with age. Maybe it's like a fantastic burger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, an Indian martial artist captured his fourth Guinness World Record. Yes, hey, here, here it go. is. Here we go. <laughs> he performed fifty-nine side lunges in sixty seconds. <laughs> Gagnon. So what do you guys think? What's a side lunge? I guess you like uh, you know you like jump sideways you... and go down, right? It's like you know lunge, you know front lunges where you put your yeah. knee. Yeah. So yeah. I guess side lunges, you you jump from side to side, you go down. I don't think you jump. And like a squat. Like no. no I, don't, just I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. He's uh, congrats, bud. Fifty. <laughs> Fifty nine. Fifty nine. That's literally in one sixty a second. seconds. I'll I gotta be, find that video. I'll be impressed when he does sixty nine. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Agree That'd with be you. crazy. I yeah, he's got to do ten more <laughs> in sixty seconds. That's <laughs> that's like one every. That's two every one and a half seconds. Is someone gonna say nice? No one's gonna say nice. <laughs> the, the Flash. That's the, wild. He's got to be like the Flash to do that. Like. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers fan. He uh, swished a shot from half court to win $100,000. Uh, uh, so, he, you know, you know the sh- half court shot between yeah. the quarters. So, basically, yeah, he ended up winning $100,000, man. Congrats to him, man. Give, give him some claps. Give him some claps. Good for him. Congrats. I've always, you know, wanted that opportunity, you know? I, I wish I could have that opportunity, but I I know for sure I'd miss. Like, I'd, I think mine go r- way, right over. I won't fall short. I know that. I'm going to put way too much power into it. It's going to go right over. <laughs> Probably hit somebody in the head. But <laughs> You're going to have to pay to... <laughs> 
Somebody's going to sue you. I'm going to end up with a lawsuit <laughs> instead of a hundred grand. Yeah, a hundred thousand dollar lawsuit. Congrats. Oh, man. There was also that guy that uh, did the, um, what was it, the half half ice or like. Yeah, that was the, the ice half ice shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In like a little, little crevice. Dude, if I was me, I'm missing wide. Oh, me too. I can't even I can't even score up close, <laughs> man. Imagine from that far. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the NFL uh, playoff picture here. Oof. All right. The NFL playoffs kicked off with the Texans beating the Bills 22-19 <laughs> in a heartbreaking game. Why must my teams do this to me? <laughs> Why must all my teams torture me? For I say the same thing. Oh, my God. What a terrible, terrible game. And like, I was pulling for you guys, man. I knew it, though. I was As a Bills fan, as like a lifelong Bills fan. PTSD. I knew 16 nothing. I had no confidence. I'm like, this is terrible. I knew, like, we scored one touchdown, and I'm like, coming down and, and settling for those three field goals, I knew. I'm like, no, we needed a touchdown here. Mm-hmm. We needed a touchdown here. And that could have been the difference right there. It would have been the difference of the game. We needed a touchdown. I knew we needed the touchdown, and I just had a feeling that this was going to happen, and it did, and it did. Uh, Texans beat the Bills. So. Yeah. Titans, though. The Titans. Yes. Beat the Patriots twenty to thirteen. Yes, Hallelujah. Yeah. Seriously, I'm happy. That deserves some some claps for sure. So, what do you guys think? I think Tom Brady is going to be retiring. He said no. Really? Yeah. He says he's got a lot to prove. Still. He has a lot to prove. Really? What has he got, what has to, he got prove? to prove, man? I don't, I don't know. know. He says he got a lot. This guy doesn't want to give up. He's he, a free agent. I, this listen, year. I don't think it's his fault. I don't think Brady necessarily played that bad. Like he, the only thing I can, <laughs> the, the team had no weapons, right? Defense was horrible too. <laughs> no defense in that game. In that game. In that, in that game. game yeah, yeah, but their yeah, defense game. was amazing all year. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a free agent this year. Maybe what he's got to prove is he's got to win it somewhere else without Belichick with a, on a <laughs> new I team. If I told you at the beginning of the year that Ryan Tannehill. I know, but I like to call him Tanny Hill. (laughs) Would come in and beat Brady in the first round. Ryan Tanny Hill, the former Miami Dolphin, Ryan Tanny Hill, who ended up getting kicked out from Miami. Yeah. Would you believe that? He actually wasn't. Probably not. No. He wasn't, I think, what was it, three or four games is when he actually ended up getting into. Yeah, uh, I know. The starting role. Yeah, because Mariota Mariota stunk. Yeah. So bad. Stunk it up. Um, it's insane. It's a crazy story. I'm happy. I, I was one of those guys who, in previous years, I thought I saw the demise of the, the Patriots coming, and then they proved me wrong. So this year, I was like, uh-uh, you're not going to fool me this time. I thought, like, Patriots were going to go into Patriots mode and make it again to the Super Bowl, but they were what we thought they were this year, finally. No grunts, so I'm happy. Yeah, and that that's probably the difference. Yeah. You you know that not having a guy like Gronk, it, yeah, it's the weapons. Yeah. He, he didn't have the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and that was a big thing. Um, Saints lose to the Vikings, twenty six to twenty. Wow, that's mm. a big to upset. a questionable touchdown as well. Another another year. Was it another controversy, or was it surrounding the Saints? Was the pass interference last year or the year before? I think it was last year, right? It was it was last year. I yeah, believe it was, it was last, last year. year. Last year. And yeah. now the offensive pass interference on Rudolph 
Like, they can't catch a break, man. Yeah. So, ah. Uh, I thought uh, Drew Brees was going to pull it out. Yeah. But it is what it is, man. Rudolph, the purple jerseyed Viking. <laughs> pushed off and he got a touch. But, yeah, that was crazy. That was a big upset. But yeah. Seahawks beat the Eagles. I mean, sorry, Gibby. You know what, man? Yeah. I thought about you, man. This was a long shot. Listen, I went into the playoffs thinking, we're here. Hey, we're here, yeah. We're here. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, hopefully, that's all you want is a chance. And Like, we had uh, Boston Scott. Um, we had, I'd say, off the top of my head, all the offensive weapons, probably four of the six were practice squad guys. Yeah, Because of all the injuries. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. In and Wentz, though. What did you think about the hit? It's just like, when, okay, obviously, you don't want to see that stuff. It was a dirty hit, but Wentz is known when he goes into, like, when he's doing the little quarterback, sneak quarterback, like, draws, whatever, he doesn't protect himself very well. Yeah. He mm-hmm. does a very, like, nonchalant jump and get an extra one or two yards instead of just doing the, the cautious slide. Um, I don't want to say like, oh, it's your fault that you did it, because obviously stuff like that, you don't want to say that that's his fault because it's completely out of his hands. But I think he needs to protect himself a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah, definitely needs to protect himself. Yeah, and like it was a long shot coming yeah, in. Yeah, of course, losing him was just kind of like the stamp on on it. On yeah. it. You know, <laughs> it was like you knew that it was over, but you still had a chance up until that point. But uh, yeah, that was really unfortunate. So new uh, matchups here: Minnesota, San Fran. Who you guys got? I like San Fran. Same. San Fran, okay, me too. Tennessee, Baltimore. Who you got? I have to go for Tennessee. I want to see Tennessee be the Cinderella this year because I really like Derek. I want Tennessee, but I'm going with Baltimore. Yeah, like I think Baltimore is going to win. I don't think anybody. Tanny Hill's not taking out Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Sorry. I don't think anybody's going to touch Baltimore. Okay, Houston, KC. Uh, I like Casey. Casey, yeah, Casey. I, like I think uh, it's gonna be a good matchup though. Deshaun versus uh, Mahomes. It's gonna yeah, be a good for one. sure. And Seattle, Green Bay. That's a tough one. That's a real good. That's a. That's probably the best matchup. That's a really good matchup. That's it's probably a, the best it's a matchup. Coin toss. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm only going with Green Bay because Seattle did not look that good against the yeah Eagles. against a depleted yeah team yeah. Although the defense did play solid. I'm going with Green Bay at still, home. Yeah. Cold weather. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin weather. Same same thinking. Yeah, I like I like uh, Rodgers to win that. All right, that was our uh, NFL update, and then uh, we'll, we'll obviously be back uh, next week to talk about it, too. <laughs> All right, now, Jim Montgomery going to NHL News now. So, yeah. obviously, he was fired from the Dallas Stars. Um, yeah. He made a statement. Did you guys, you guys read a statement? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts on the statement? I mean, uh, good I for him for recognizing that he has a problem. Yeah, I feel bad for him, too. It's, it's, it's bad enough when you deal with um, uh, an issue like that. Like, alcoholism is a, uh, it's a mental illness, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it is. When it you, really when is. You when you it's could, an addiction, right? It is, yeah. When you could come out and actually admit it and talk about it like that, I, it's pr- full props to him. Yeah. yeah. I hope he gets better. Hope he gets Me too. I hope he gets better. And it's yeah. not an easy thing to come public no, with something like that. No, it's a huge, uh, huge road ahead of him still. Yeah, so we uh, wish the best to him. Uh, Corey Perry, he was suspended five games for his elbow on Ryan Ellis in the Winter Classic. What did you guys think of that hit? <laughs> uh, that was a dirty hit, man. 
Uh, it was late. He like chicken winged, so he obviously he the intent was there. Yeah, intent was there for sure. Um, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, that walk of shame was enough for him." No, man, like that. <laughs> that was a clear shot to it's the a head. Lot. Five games. Suspend him. Hey, that was and a trash I, that's play. not his first uh, dirty hit. I don't think. No, he's he's and I saw some videos and footage surfacing of him being a like he's a, a little bit yeah. of a of a of a douche. Yeah, you could say like a dick. He's a dick. Yeah, he is a like, dick. You know what I mean? He's got that reputation. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was dirty too. Like, it's one of those like it, it happened to Nick Suzuki the other day too, where it's kind of like those on pur- not on purpose but on purpose kind of hits. Yeah, you know that was I mean? that was a weird play with Suzuki, man. That was it, it but was buddy, like, like he saw yeah, him there. No, he took a uh, look. No, he that's saw what I mean. Like you can like, see him kind of making contact with his eyes, like looking at him, seeing him coming, and like hundred percent. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. those kinds of things need to be addressed. Yeah, um, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they signed um, yes. Justin Williams to a one-year contract worth seven hundred k. Pay him. <laughs> Pay that man his money. This guy loves that one. <laughs> you love that <laughs> clip. Huh? I love it, man. Anytime anybody gets signed, that is the clip. You get signed for like forty bucks. Seven. Yeah, forty bucks. Bam. Just hired a new uh, towel staff, man. You know, forty dollars an hour. Uh, what do you guys think, Justin Williams? Is going to help this team? The leadership, man. Yeah, he's a good leader. He's a good leader. I, I don't like him, but yeah. You he, don't like him? No. Why? Koivu. Oh, we have okay. to go back to that. Oh, okay, okay. You're I talking mean, about I, that playoff series. Yeah, I, I okay. still, I, I will never forget that one. I'm Sicilian yeah. too, right? We keep grudges forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I, didn't, I didn't even, that didn't even <laughs> pop into my mind. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, okay, fair enough. I, he's, good, he's a clutch guy. If you're gonna be in the playoffs, yeah. that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Uh, we'll do a little bit of rapid fire now. Uh, Nashville Predators fired uh, head coach Peter Laviolette and associate coach Kevin McCarthy and hired John Hines. What do you guys think? Uh. They're struggling. Something's yeah. going to shake, shake it up. You like Laviolette? I like him. I'm going to be the negative Nancy again and say, no, I don't like this guy. Yeah, I don't like him too. Montreal typical. Yeah. Well, yeah that was yeah. like, remember the 24 CH, I right? don't forget it, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, that left a bad taste in, a taste in my mouth. in my mouth. Oh, my God. I developed, <laughs> <laughs> I developed a bad taste in my mouth from the 24 CH too. I remember that. Um now, McDavid's goal against the Leafs. That was it? filth. Did you guys see it? Oh, that was filthy. Poor Morgan Riley. Did you see R- Riley came out and said that he's been playing with an undisclosed injury? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, uh, terrible timing to do that, but Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to his defense, listen... McDavid will make the, even the best of the best look bad. Like he, he's just that good. I mean, yeah. it's just not normal how good he is. And then All Star Game jerseys, you guys see them? Oh my God, those are disgusting. Who thought of that? That is disgusting. I bet you the same company. So, what Tim Hortons did it? I'm yeah. sure of it. So do you guys remember how disgusting. I said my 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 like least favorite or worst gift gift I received was like a sweater that I got? Yeah. Yeah. That sweater kind of looked like it. But I like that. You know which one I like? I like that. Oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> Remember when the Muppets were like the all-star Muppet series yeah, or whatever? Yeah, that, yeah. Those were good. But like, yeah, man, those are ugly, man. I don't know. The, who, who's designing these jerseys nowadays? I have no clue. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, today's song of the day is by uh, Mary J. Blige. It's called I'm Going Down. And it's dedicated to all of our injured players on the Habs. And I mean, it just just kind of like symbolizes how we're pretty much feeling right now. Boy, I'm going down. 
Пронесло. Да, чуть не спалили. Have you ever needed a fragrance that matches your every social media post? Well, if you're on Twitter after dark and feel a little angry, you can wear Fireburgy. This fragrance is available on every social media site. Fireburgy. On every message board. Fireburgy. So when you need to smell like your social media accounts take a bath in Fireburgy. You'll need no other fragrance. And we're back. We're back at it again. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, and that wasn't even planned. I swear off, Mike. We did not plan that. That was just like we picked up on each other's chemistry. That's yeah. how. That's just how amazing it's been. Um, all right, boys. The moment you've all been waiting for, or maybe not. Talk about the Habs. But first, we'll start on a little bit of a lighter note. Um, let's get into it. So the World Juniors has come and gone. What a wonderful tournament. Let's start there. What a wonderful tournament. Yes, I love really this good. tournament. Yeah, I like it a lot. This tournament, it's exciting. I mean, it just never disappoints. The quality of hockey, the speed of the game. I mean, it's just always, it feels like every year there's just like a story, a comeback or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. such a fantastic game's tournament. game's never over until the, it the, really, the final buzzer. I mean, man. when I think of the holiday season, it, that's what I think of like yeah. family. I think of like good food. And then I think of like getting wow. to stay home and watch the World Juniors. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I and, uh, and I, I'm just like I'm excited. I'm to you know grow up and uh, you know watch those with my kids, and be like you, Vinny, and your son thinks you're on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 he thought I was Victor Mete yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you scored. The, the Italian daddy. Yeah, you there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Give me a review on this year's Habs prospects, Gibby, as a whole or individual. You could start as everybody individually, whatever yeah, you okay. think, who stood out to so you, whatever. So we'll start with our big ticket guy, Cole Caulfield. Uh, this is a big one. I got a lot to say about this. Not a lot, but I just have some grievances. Yeah. Um, didn't perform very well. Um, he also did not get the fair shake 
But at the end of the day, I understand why. It's his first uh, tournament, um, first World Junior Tournament. There's, like, the, the whole seniority. There's guys ahead of him that uh, get a better shot, get uh, more chance and, and time on ice. Um, and he also – but the thing is, he also didn't show much with the chance that he was given. Um, well, he scored a hell of a goal. Yeah, he, uh, he finished the tournament with a goal and an assist uh, in seven games. It's not terrible. Like I said, he didn't, uh, he didn't show the Cole Caulfield that we see when he's in college right now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, as a whole. Okay, let's start there. Cole Caulfield. What, what do you guys think about Cole Caulfield? We'll go one player at a time here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think, um, I mean, obviously he could play better. We've seen him do better. Yeah. What bothered me about this is that all of a sudden people started <laughs> going to social media and, and the usual diarrhea that comes out of people's mouths. Oh, this guy's terrible. He's a bust. He's short. He's this. He's that. You know, you, you got to give a guy a chance, man. Nick Suzuki, I think last year also didn't do yeah, too he well. Did, he, and, he, was, he was, he did, be- I think he did better. He, he did better than Cole Caulfield, I think. Uh, like point, you notice him production, more. It, I get what Vinny's trying to say. He, Suzuki wasn't given uh, the fair shake. Yeah, um, same thing. As same thing with Caulfield. The the only difference is Suzuki's just a different player. Caulfield is is not your. He's not going to be like a playmaker kind of guy. He's not going to. He, he's he's that, a sniper. Yeah, he's a he's a goal scorer. Goal scorer. Does that make sense? He's a goal scorer. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what I was going to say. I didn't like how he was deployed. I thought, like, he's not the type of player who should be on a checking line. He should be playing with skilled guys or or playmakers. Somebody's going to get him to puck so he can shoot. He's not the kind of guy who's going to go dig pucks out like Gallagher. You no. know what I mean? He's, no, that's, he, not, that's not He's not that type of player. He's not like Domi, who's a good passer. He's a scorer. You know what I mean? So... He's exactly what the Habs need. Somebody who could put the puck in the net. You know what I mean? And, and that's what completes a team is, is having all those elements. We don't have a guy who can put the puck in the net like this guy, especially in clutch situations. So, like I said, don't put too much merit in this tournament. I mean, yes, we expected a lot of things. This guy is one of the highest scorers in U.S. Uh, development history, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he, I think he is the highest. Yeah, scorer. he is, right? He is, now. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so uh, he, he took the record from, I think, Goudreau. So, and Aaron Matthews. Yeah, so I mean, it's insane, right? But yes, I didn't like how he was deployed. I thought that he could have played with some, but again, in these types of tournaments, these teams are stacked. And That's the, thing, and the right? problem is, too, is a guy like Cole Caulfield, I think he's a little bit one dimensional. He's not. He's not a guy like he's still learning the other aspects of his yeah. game, the playing the two way game. He's a, just an elite scorer right now. That's what he can do. You, you yeah. put the puck on his stick and he's open. He's putting it in the net. That's what he does. I, you could definitely see that the talent is still a little bit raw, but for him to have that just natural goal scoring ability, that's already a good sign. Yeah, you can't you can't find natural goal scoring. So I wasn't too disappointed in him. No. No. I didn't over. I'm not the type of guys. Ah, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. No, this tournament. I mean. Man, who who was it? Curtis Lazar, I think, was like a stud for <laughs> yeah. for Canada. Oh my God, I forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, Curtis Lazar, yeah. he was yeah, a yeah. star. We're like, this guy's gonna be a beast. Yeah, where is he? Uh, I don't know. He, he actually, I think he was. I can't remember. We just, uh, shoot, I can't remember where he is right now. But he yeah. just he just got called up and he just uh, made his season debut. Oh, did he? This, he, this, he this did? past week, I think. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, next player. Uh, I'll st- I'll talk about Romanov. Uh, yeah, uh, easily our best prospect at the tournament. Uh, showed a lot of a pro- uh, lot of poise. Sorry. Yeah. Um, very smart player, man. Overall, good skater. Just he looked very polished. 
Um, Polish? No, he's Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I um, I think <laughs> I honestly think he has a real shot at. Playing. I gotta stop interrupting. Yeah, Gibby. I always it's rattle always, him. It's <laughs> always me. But that was a it's good always one. Always me. That was a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think he, he has a solid shot at top four uh, next year if he ends up coming to play in the NHL. Um, I hope so. He finished the tournament, um, in my opinion, second in voting as the top D-man behind Sandine because uh, Sandine, the kid looked like a stud too. Yeah, he looked great. Um, and then, so yeah, he finished uh, one goal, five apples. So in seven games, pretty good, six points. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was great. I Big really did. Too. I just felt like he was—he just, just looked so complete. Like you know, he looks just looked yeah. like such a complete player. I was so impressed with Polished. his game. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Sergachev a little bit. Like the, the way Sergachev when remember when Sergachev was in this tournament. Yeah, when I watched him play, like it wasn't like he was making like putting up huge numbers or big production, but. He was—he just looked so solid. You he, know? He's feisty too, though. Oh, he's, and yeah. he's not that small. He's a big. He's kind of a big kid. Like he's built strong. Like yeah, you know what I mean, and man, this kid's gonna be good. Like I, I'm sorry, I see this kid, and I just, I just know that this kid's gonna be a good player. He's like Alexi Emelin, but like smart, good. <laughs> like Alexi <laughs> Emelin was not that smart. <laughs> no, Do you remember Emelin? the end of Alexi Emelin's tenure? Tenure, he was like. <laughs> There'd be times where the guy would be skating down the left or the right wing, and he, he just, would come right he shows over. Shows up in the camera, like PlayStation, <laughs> like PlayStation, like dude, stay on your side. Like he made some boneheaded plays, uh, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what his that's what his problem was. He must have like. Um, Cause he had like a metal plate in his jaw, so he must have like yeah. <laughs> he must have like stuck a finger in a light socket or something. <laughs> oh my <like> god! <laughs> <laughs> and got a little rattle. He, he forgot how to play his some position. Some strong magnets on the other side of the ice, just <laughs> pulling him away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boards must have magnets. In it. Oh man! <laughs> on the opposite side. Uh, next prospect. Oh, Vinny, did you touch on it? Sorry. No, I agree with what you were saying. You so got nothing to say. Nothing to say. I, I, like, I like. No, I like the kid. Come on, man. it's Roman up, man. I like the kid. You gotta I, say something. I, I like. Do the you kid. think he's cute? Like, say something. Yeah, he's he's, he's got very good hair. Cute. He's good. <laughs> yeah, nice smile. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I I like his play. I think you know it's exactly what the Canadians need in the future. You need yeah. a defenseman. He's going to be part of the core for a very long time. And um, yeah, I mean, the same same thoughts as you. I think he he comes in next year, hopefully, and makes a difference. I think he'd be great. Yeah. Um, another guy that I really liked, uh, D Man, Jordan Harris. Yeah, I thought Jordan uh, Harris. Uh, yeah, he had a good. solid solid uh, tournament. Um, and what a really good thing that I noticed, because um, I did wa- I didn't watch all the USA games. I watched I think the last two or three. Um, I noticed that the coach showed a lot of trust in him. Yeah, uh, I did notice that. Put him well. out, put him out in key p- moments of the game. Um, he's not like the most offensive guy. You're not going to get your. He's not. He's not going to show you the most offense. Uh, he played very solid defensively, um, and he scored uh, of, amongst all the Habs uh, prospects. He scored the first goal out of the four. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Something you probably didn't expect. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect anything from him, honestly. I was, Dude, I was um, really surprised. Honestly, not a lot. Of, like, a lot of people are, like, I guess it's the whole Romanov hype train. 
But Jord- I'm not saying Jordan Harris is going to even come close to what Romanov is going to do. But, man. He's kind of like the forgotten one. He's going to be like sneaky, the forgotten. Sneaky was, good. Yeah, he's going to be a good, good D-man. And hopefully... Hopefully we can see him in in the uh, the blue, blanc et rouge, the <laughs> blue blanc rouge. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I actually. I'm happy you brought that up because I was actually I forgot about him for a bit. I just like <laughs> pretty much a lot of people weren't expecting much from him. But yeah, I did notice that. There you go. The coach kind of had a lot of trust in him. He looked good. He, he was used in a lot of situations. Um, so yeah, I think that that was a great thing to to see. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, um, no, I mean, so Norlander. Norlander's the next one. Yeah, player. Norlander. Matthias Norlander. Uh, kind of, he didn't really, it's tough because uh, as a D-man and you're playing in, on a Swedish team, the, the D on Sweden are they're, yeah. they're he, stacked. He was kind of pushed down the depth so he, chart. So he was, he was down on the depth chart. Uh, didn't really get to showcase himself too much. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really see much about. It. I didn't really see much of him. Um, I mean, did his coach give him a chance to play? Uh, it's sort of like Caulfield uh, a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, I kind of. I find that listen, it's not his right? fault though, because no, Sweden was on the back stacked. end. They're stacked. They have literally. They probably have the best six. Yeah. Like on, on they, the they did, and and it was nice for him to be there. He still made the team. He's kind of a forgotten prospect. He's not a guy who's expected to be that good. But I'm telling you, this kid is sneaky good. But yeah, I, he's another, been killing it in the Swedish league, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's really it's killing it. It's in the second division, yeah. but he, he's he's doing well. I'm telling you, th- I think that this kid is going to be like um, a late bloomer. I really do. I, I, I like his skill. I really like... He, he, he is going to be like... If he pans out, he could be that puck-moving guy that we really needed. You know what I mean? And he, like, It's a different style from Romanov. He's more of an offensive-minded yeah. Eric Carlson esque type player. We're not comparing him. Settle down. He's no, not going to be Eric Carlson. Then again, he might be Eric Carlson. Look at, look at Eric Carlson. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> on, it's real. funny that you say that. I'm trying to drop him on fantasy, and I can't because he's he's like a top 10 fantasy player. Really? Is he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Well, oh, like, so not, maybe he is doing good. I no, he's not He's not doing well, but because he was doing from last year, right? He oh, was like okay. ranked high in, yeah, from yeah. last year. I can't cut him. It's terrible. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and I'm trying to trade him everything. I'm just trying to throw trades at him. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the Habs prospects. Now let's talk about the Lafreniere. Is this kid the real deal? The Lafreniere. Yeah, yeah man, he impressed Is he the me. real deal? Yeah. I, I Absolutely, I think so. I think uh, anybody that lands him next year, and it's probably going to be Detroit, um, Mind you, it'd be pretty funny if it isn't Detroit. <laughs> that would suck, man. <laughs> that would really suck. But you know what? After after them beating us, uh, what three times? I, I I'd kind of celebrate if they lose the lottery. So, um, no, he yeah. really. He it's what really, you get? He's he's all the hype. Everything they said he was. I you saw it in the tournament. He's he has good good uh, good uh, skill on the ice. He sees where the puck is even before it gets there. He's got a lethal shot. I mean. There's really nothing much you can say. I I, I want this guy on the Canadians, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. It will get. It will. It I will. Called you Gibby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so talking to yourself. You, you know what? We should make a bet. I'm not going to make a bet. Come on. I don't think we're going to get him. It's just uh, me okay. being me. Honestly, though, Lafreniere, the kid's a stud. Oh, um, yeah. he's probably the next generational player after McDavid. You think? You think he's like McDavid-esque? I don't. Th- I'm not saying. I'm not going to say that he's going to be McDavid level, but I think in terms of a generational player, yeah, 
between him and McDavid, there wasn't any of those. Um, so I think he more like McKinnon. I can see him yeah, being more like McKinnon. Yeah, McDavid can, is just on another the level. The kid is an alien. The way this he's guy, the way Earth. this kid can accelerate his edges, like his everything is insane with. Yeah, him. he's he's superhuman. Like the he way that guy. Nobody's. Ever, I can't see anybody being coming in being faster than that guy. It's, I think it's like humanly impossible. Yeah, it's he's just. So I think a good comparison is McKinnon. Yeah, that's and a good comparison. Remember the first year Lafreniere last year he didn't he wasn't that good. He was the young kid on the team. But this year, you could see how comfortable he's he grown into his, himself. Right? Yeah, it's big difference. Yeah, he's the real deal. I definitely think so. Um, now, anybody else on Team Canada that impressed you, that stood out to you? Uh Hayden. Yeah, Barrett Hayden. Yeah, Hayden. really good prospect. Arizona's got a really good prospect there. Uh, I like Byfield. Byfield. Uh, mm-hmm. He's projected to go second overall, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and a guy that I really want to keep my eye on that the Habs, if everything's going um, the way it should be going, and we're probably going to be drafting between six to nine, um, Jamie Drysdale. Mm. Uh, like I said, he's projected to go top seven. Uh, right-handed D. reason why I'm keeping my eye on him is because he cracked the team. He's 17 years old. Um, Dale Hunter and the rest of the coaching staff showed that they really trusted the kid. He had a very solid tournament, and I mean, the kid's 17 years old mm-hmm. on a gold winning, a gold medal winning team. Uh, so yeah, someone someone to look at if you're a Habs fan is Jamie Drysdale at the draft. Mm-hmm. I really like him. Yeah, like I, I I'm I think that's pretty much. I don't really have too many. About you, really yeah. for Team Canada? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, I mean, I I expected Hayden, right? Yeah, T- to be the guy. Yeah. Besides that, I didn't like think that there was like too many. I mean, the guy is Lafreniere. I mean, you could see that when he wasn't in the lineup, they weren't the same team. When he came back, the kid's a stud. So yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, let's move on here. Let's uh, next topic. <laughs> the Habs, my friends. What's wrong? The Habs are spiraling out of control. Yeah. But have no fear, gentlemen. Mark has put down the dumbbells, (laughs) and he made some moves. What do you think about the new acquisitions? Ilya Kovalchuk and Marco Scandella. Uh... <laughs> what can you really say, man? Like they're low risk, not much to them really. Ilya Kovalchuk, he's played two games. He looks pretty solid. Um and then Marco Scandella, he's he's Marco Scandella. There's a reason why he was only a fourth round pick. He's nothing nothing major. He's not like the he's a guy that might be able to slot into a, a second pairing if he if there's injuries or if you just kind of want to mix it up because we saw that when uh, he played with alongside, who was it, Petrie? He, when he played alongside Petrie. Um, yeah, as a whole, low risk. Um, if you want to flip him at draft or at the trade deadline, you can flip him at trade deadline. Right now, if things continue the way they are and Kovalchuk continues to play the way he is, dude, at 700000 you can get something decent. You can get a return. And if you can flip Marco Scandella, if he ends up playing solid, if you can flip him at uh, trade deadline... For what you paid for, or maybe what did, we got him for what a fourth? 
Yeah. If we can get a fourth or a fifth or a third, if if you're lucky, why not, right? If you can and if you can retain some salary, that's where it gets a little interesting. So you think he's um, he's someone you would trade, basically? He's trade bait. For me, yeah, because I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later on in the Gibby's poll on where my head is at for the um, the path of the Habs and uh-huh. what I think Bergevin needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the thing is with Marco Scandella, it's a little different because he's he is a UFA. There's two ways you can go. You can go sign him for a low uh, AAV uh, next year, um, and he can be a third pairing like a veteran type guy on your team, or you can try and flip him if he ends up doing well. Yeah. So I think he signs with Montreal in the offseason. Yeah, hometown discount, Hometown right? discount. He was so happy, and, and that made me really happy. I mean, being a Montreal Italian myself, I, uh, yeah. I guess I'm biased, but yeah. I really, really, really loved his his reaction. And then the goalie almost scored as well in, yeah. in that game. I mean, yeah. he's got a lethal shot. Um, he's a good player, and I think he'd um, he'd fit nicely into the group. We definitely need a left-handed defenseman. So, what size? He's got some size. Yeah, he's, he's a good, big good boy. PK guy. Steady Eddie. Yeah, good penalty kill guy. He's got Sergio Mameso feeding him sandwiches all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully he doesn't put on too much weight now that uh, he's back home, right? So yeah. yeah. All the pasta, the veal sandwiches. Uh, they're gonna forget go to, about they're it. They're going to go to Mamesos. Mamesos. The prosciutto. Yeah. It's the prosciutto. <laughs> too much fat. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Uh, okay, is it Kovalchuk or Kovalchuk? I th- I always thought it was Kovalchuk. Yeah, Kovalchuk. I, call him Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk. I hear people call him Kovalchuk. Yeah, Kovalchuk. I didn't know it was C-H-O-O-K, but whatever. So, here's my take on that. Um... I knew this guy was going to come in. I, I'm sorry, say the, the hindsight is 2020. No, I knew this guy was going to come in and he was going to actually do well. Monday morning, quarterback. I know, I know it sounds <laughs> stupid. I know that, but I really feel I felt that when when they when they signed him, I said this guy has something to prove, and it's very low risk. And look, he's not gonna, he's not, he's not a McDavid. He's not the player he used to be. Far from that, but he's effective, right? Yeah. He's strong on the puck. I mean, he's he's got what three points now? Yeah, um, three apples. Three apples. I mean, at some point, he's going to start scoring, and I think it was a pretty good gamble. Mark Bergevin is very good at. I mean, if he's good at anything, it's picking out guys that are going to be low risk and bring in maximum reward. So, I'm I was really happy with that, and people are surprised and. In a way, I'm kind of surprised in a, a little bit as well because I didn't expect him actually to do this well, but I expected a good response. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's two games, right? So, hope, like I said, hopefully he, looked, he can continue. He looks a lot better than I expected. And you know what I did notice? I did notice he he's got a little edge to him. He's he's not just floating around on the ice. He's working hard. He's big. He's a big guy too. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um. Yeah. No, but he's working hard. I think that this was the last ditch effort. Um. I think Bergevin kind of got desperate. I mean, the injury started piling up. He had to do something. I think they've had their eye on Scandella so, uh, for a while. So definitely the going back from Riley and Kulak, Riley, Kulak, that's been an issue. Yeah. You know, so they needed some stability on that third pair. So I think that he's wanted this guy on his team. I really mm-hmm. do. So Scandella, I like him. I really do. I think he's been good. Um, he's been decent. But Kovalchuk, yeah, I mean... He's he's exceeded my expectations. I 
don't think that he's somebody who's going to be here for long. I really don't. Like, I mean, once we, I, I was actually just doing the math in my head the other day, and I was like, okay, when all we get all these guys back, where's Kovalchuk going to play? Hmm. Uh, probably third, what line? Third line. Okay, with who? I don't know. That's up to the coach, right? <laughs> Gallagher goes back to the first line. Yeah. Drouin goes back to the second line. Okay. You're going to have to send uh, Paling away. Okay, Paling's already gone. Now you got the three Finns. Yeah. Right? You're going to put Kovalchuk, maybe you can play him on the fourth line. Right? And then he'll be a fourth liner slash power play guy. But that's what I think LA was trying to do, and it didn't work. Kovalchuk's that kind of guy where he needs, like, ice time. He needs to be playing with good players for him to play good. Yeah, he might be. But he can't play with good players on good teams. He might be a fourth fourth line power play specialist. Yeah, I like think that's said, what LA tried. That's what LA tried to do. And and, yeah. and it didn't work. You know, that's just not his role. I think even Pierre Maguire, I know he's not the some people hate him, some people love him. But he even said he's like, if you want Kovalchuk to be good, he's got to play with skilled players. Yeah, of course. Probably not gonna happen on the fourth line. No. So no. I understand what Bergevin's doing. He he's just trying to keep the ship afloat. And I got it. And if you got two wins these last two games, which were winnable games. It looked like, okay, this may work out. This is going to you know, hold the fort until the guys come back. It didn't work. Let's be real, though. It's a PR move. PR move. Keep oh, everybody excited. It's not only that, too. I don't think it's don't only think... a PR move. No, I really not, think no, no, no. It's I, not only a PR I move. I thought about it, too. I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe this will fill some holes here, the power play and, and stuff like that. And that, I really thought it was going to help. I really yeah. did. But <laughs> it looks okay, but... There's still a lot of people making a lot of mistakes. And it, it's not the new guys. The new guys have been great. It's the guys who are here. Those are the guys. The defense yeah. is horrible. It's the yeah. other guys, that, that young pair, maybe it's time, like, you know, you got to split those guys up. Yeah. Maybe it's time to put Mete back with Weber, Sharat with P. Like, you know, maybe it's time for that because you can't, I, I just don't trust um, uh, Fleury and Mete together anymore. I don't know. There's, there's just so much going on. But, yeah, let's move on. I know the new guys, I thought they were good. It was a last-ditch effort to kind of keep us afloat. Now we'll see what happens from nothing. Here. Nothing wrong with the deal. No, I don't think – I think they're all low-risk uh, deals. Ones that you, they're both on – okay, he's making $4 million, Scandella, but he's a UFA, so you don't yeah. have to fucking keep him. And then <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> But they, they will keep him, I think. I think they will keep him. And the fact that Dark Guy hated the Kovalchuk uh, move made me feel – Really confident in knowing that we probably did something good. I blocked yeah. that guy, man. He's such a <laughs> yeah. Me too. I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't. I hate seeing. I call his him fart takes. guy. Yeah. The guy is literally. He he's like some scout now because he went to. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I saw know, he's, he's a, scout, a scout, yeah. scout now because he had a cigarette in his mouth at a game. Like grow up. Yeah, yeah. now he's a scout. Like now he's just like, like he knows oh, so much. Get over yourself, the guy's an man. idiot. What a douchebag. Um. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Tell us how you really feel. All right, so what's going on, man? Not what's going job. on with these goddamn Habs? What know. is the true reason behind the Habs' failures? Is it injuries? Is it money invested in the wrong places? Is it poor roster construction? Give your thoughts on what has gone wrong in this once so promising season. Start with you, Gibbs. So I'm going to touch on the money invested in the wrong places on the Gibby poll uh, a little later. Um, it's... It's a mixture of a lot of things. Definitely injuries. Um, I mean, since losing Drewen, the Habs, they've lost... You guys ready for this? They've lost 17 out of 24 games since losing Drewen. 
Yeah, I read that. I I, totally I don't I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Um, or bad timing. I think Drewen's success this season had a strong impact on how well the Habs were doing this year. And I've I've been saying it. Once once Drewen gets going, you're gonna see that next level Habs, and then he gets injured. Um, and on top of those injuries, we have we've had significant injuries. We've had to our top six guys: uh, Armia, Kotkaniemi, Gallagher, Drewen. They're all missing time. And the thing is, they're not missing time at different times. All they're the they're time. all at the same time. Yeah. Um, another issue I find is, is, is the, the roster construction. Uh, poor roster construction. Bergerman, he hasn't addressed the need for a top four left-handed D-man. And that should have been done in this offseason and last offseason. He did not do it. Uh, Mete, in my eyes, it's a bottom six guy with potential to move to second pairing if there's any injuries. Um, we had him playing with Weber for so long, in such a long period of time in the, in, in the beginning of the season. Uh, it, it, Weber was struggling, and I think Weber was struggling because, let's be realistic, Weber, he's not, I'm not going to say he's aging, but he's not getting younger. Um, and... It, it, Weber's at that point in his career where I don't think he can... I think he needs a solid guy now. I don't think he can be that guy and yeah. just up everybody else's game anymore. Um, don't get me wrong, though, Sherratt. He's been a great ad. Um, but I, just, I feel like we needed a lot more than just Sherratt. So... It's, it's Sherrod's done a good job, but he he's has, not a number one. He defense. has, and he's not. A and number it's one. and it's messed up the balance of of the whole thing. Like you know what I mean? It's it oh, really like, messed he, up the balance. He's a top four. You think, right? I I, th- I thought before the season, not gonna lie, that he was a, a, a good, a solid third pairing, possibly a top four with injuries. He's he's a number two defense, a uh, number four defenseman. I would yeah, say. I would say yeah, he's yeah. in your top four. Yeah, he's proved that. I think he's proved that he's got a little bit of everything. He he could skate, he could pass, he could hit. He could score on a on a successful team. I think he's a bottom four guy. Yeah. I think okay, he, yeah, bottom four guy. He's a, a three to six guy. He's not a one or a two. Definitely not. No, no, yeah. But I he's filled the role. He, yeah, hundred percent. Well. He's, he's done well. And but now we're starting to see Weber and Sherrod have some have some issues. Right. So it, it's just it's like he's doing it. He's literally like a, a drywaller. Um, Bergevin's being a drywaller. There's a hole in the wall. You get some. Get some mud, you patch it up, and you hope for the best. But you forgot that you added a little bit too much water to the mud, <laughs> and it's kind of seeping through, and the holes are starting to show again after time as That's it dries. Terrible. That's terrible. Listen, I'm trying to concrete. Do you know, maybe he's yeah, like whatever. <laughs> he's he's a bricklayer. I'm you're, new to you, this. You're using more. You're not using mortar. You're using mud whatever, for bricklaying. Man. Okay, but you don't realize that mud can't whatever, survive man. the elements. Keep going. That's a better one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the. I'm not I thought the, that was solid. <laughs> I thought that was solid. I'm not the analogy. But really, guy. like when you patch a wall, that's what you're supposed to use, <laughs> and that's a, you're supposed to use the mud, and then you just paint over the wall's good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you're using too much water, so it seeps <laughs> in, and the holes slowly start to go with because it's <laughs> melting. The wall's melting, man, because there's too much water in the okay, mud. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Construction analogy. Whatever, man. Yeah. So. Um, I agree with a lot of stuff Gibby said. Obviously, um, I feel the same way. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say one thing. Uh, I might. This might turn into a rant, so I apologize. Uh, no, give her. Give her. Let it go. Let give it go. Her. 
the morons that are blaming Carey Price. Get your heads out of your butts and look at the situation. I mean, Gibby just said it before, right? This team has not had a legitimate left-handed defenseman since Markov. Markov, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, I made a tweet a couple of days ago. I think it was yesterday. And I said, you know, I sort of compared... Um, I compared Carey Price to Crosby. And uh, about a week ago, I compared him to Patrick Waugh. I mean, obviously, he's not Patrick Waugh. He's not Crosby. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, you got jackasses that come into your into your mansions and say, well, he's not, you know, he hasn't won a cup. He hasn't done this. It's not about winning a cup. He's your franchise player. First of all, goalies don't win cups on their own anymore, okay? So I don't even want to hear that anymore. That's a stupid analogy. When you say Patrick Waugh won a cup on his own, they won't do that anymore, all right? The problem is, is that you had a, a, a guy like Carey Price has been in the organization for 13 years, and he's had people like Mike Komisarek, uh Chris Higgins, uh, Spachek. Who else? Name me, name me players from, from the Respect the Hammer. Roman Hammerlick. Ro- Roman, Roman Hammerlick, Hammerlick right? Roy had freaking Chris Chelios. He had Bob Gainey. He had um, uh, Peter, Peter Svoboda. He had Lyle Oderline. I mean, look at, look at what Crosby has. Crosby has all these players that... that Sort of elevated him, or he actually elevated a lot of players as yeah, well. Yeah, he elevated a lot of players. But he but, had Malkin. Yeah, he had Malkin. These guys, the, the, the general managers in the past, like for the Habs, I, at least, they had a good team. You know, it, Price does not have a Brian Scrutland. He doesn't have a uh, Guy Carbonell. Uh, and that, that's the problem. And people, listen, I'm not crapping on Bergevin. I know that the guy, uh, there seems to be this polarizing. Um, behavior on on social media and just in life you can't there's no gray area it's either black or white you know if if i criticize him i'm I'm a hater no i don't hate the guy i think he's done some pretty good things but let's call a spade spade he has not addressed the needs of this team and this is why we're in this position he i mean we've a couple of injuries and we're, we're 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 floundering yeah pittsburgh has injuries too right you know yeah so you know, I don't want to hear stuff like Carey Price is the problem or, you know, putting it on one guy or two guys. The problem is up, is up in the room. It's not up in the room. It's up in the in the stands there. Yeah. That's the problem. And the coach, I mean, he's in love with Wheel. I don't know what to tell you, you know? Yeah. So, But, but, but Vinny. Yeah. And I told these guys, the answer is in that room. I hate that freaking You know, it's in that room. <laughs> uh, Listen, no, let me go here. Okay, give It's her. my turn. Okay, um, give her. Listen, this is a little bit of everything. This is roster construction. Yes, it's injuries. Of course, it's injuries. Injuries, of course, play a huge part in this. But this is what happens when you don't spend to the cap. We already were a fringe team. Okay, we're a team that almost made the playoffs. And that was a healthy team that just stayed outside. So now, and a a few players overachieved. So now you're coming into this season with not that many changes, right? And you're hoping that everybody stays healthy, mm-hmm. all the overachievers continue to overachieve, yeah. can match all That's that. True. Yeah. Uh, the young guys improve. That's mm-hmm. a lot to ask. Okay, I knew that these guys would be fighting for a spot. That's what I always thought. I didn't expect this many injuries. Okay, and when you don't spend to the cap, okay, your depth is cheap money depth. It's all guys that are capable NHLers, but they're not good. Okay, they're not 
the type of guys who can just pop into your top six. Okay, that's what happens here. You had about almost nine million dollars, right? Before, yeah, yeah you had like almost that, yeah. almost nine million dollars. What what is that? That's probably that's three de- pretty good players, yeah. or two really good players, or one superstar player. Okay, Th- that's money that needs to be spent. This type of team, you, listen, okay, you don't have to invest yourself in crazy contracts. Yes, you got contracts coming up. I understand that, but you need. This type of team, this organization needs to spend to the cap. And if you don't spend to the cap, this is what happens. Okay? Players get injured. You don't got the depth. You don't got the depth to, to fill those holes right now. And, and that's what I blame the most for this. It, it's, def- it's all on the GM here. Okay? You expected way too much. I don't know. Maybe that was his plan. You know? Maybe that was his plan the whole time. He's just like hoping for the best. But, I mean, th- that's a bad plan. We're going to get branded as Bergevin haters, but I think what I like about this podcast, what I like about you guys and a lot of some guys I talk to on Twitter, being able to actually see things objectively, right? And mm-hmm. it's not because we're hating on him. I like a lot of the deals he made. I like Armia. I like, I like uh, the fact that he went out to get Domi. But like, I agree with you. There is no way the Montreal Canadiens should be uh, below the cap. No. We should be spending We're, We should it. always be a cap team. Yeah, it has to be that Always. Way. And, okay, you don't need to sign big contracts, but you can make deals, and, and you don't need to make uh, contracts that will handcuff you for, for years to come. I mean, guys like Max Domi, like, you worry about that when the time comes. You know what I mean? He hasn't proven anything. He had one good year. But, like, I, I'm, I, I get what you guys are saying, and I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but, like, the thing that I'm looking at and that I've looked at a lot is, like, what happens when you need to sign those guys? Like, okay, you, you but don't look at get, the Leafs. You don't want to get, okay, the Leafs don't get caught in a, in okay, a Leafs fine. situation. Okay, fine, but look at the Leafs right now. Yeah. I'm looking at them. <laughs> they're they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but... okay. I would much rather be the Leafs if you ask me right now. Yeah, it was a tough situation. They look terrible. They look like they're doomed. And I, I still don't think they got a Stanley Cup team. There's a difference. And they went a little bit overboard. Th- th- that's overboard. Montreal will never have that problem. We're not going to sign. There's nobody on our team that's worth that money. So we'll never have that issue. There's a big difference with them. There's a huge difference because there's nobody in our team that's going to make $11 million. Yeah. That's a big situation. That's different. I'm talking about signing two players worth $4 million. You You sign two players worth $4 million, okay, those are the type of guys, like, there was players that win in the offseason that we could have signed. Yeah. As much as I don't like Dubis, okay, I got to say this. The guy, he, he wants to win. They want to win now. There's a window there. He's, they see a window. They want to win. They want to go for it. Yeah, but they were struggling for a little while. They, 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 they were. Matthews, Marner, they had to, they, they had to struggle. So I was going to talk about this on uh, a lot of this on the, the Gibby, uh, Gibby's poll, but I'll touch on this now. Um, so there's a difference between the Leafs and the Habs. The difference in the Leafs and the Habs is your superstar has the ability to score goals. Carey Price cannot score goals for you. The Habs do score goals. They're, they have a high rate of goals, whatever, whatever the case may be. The new NHL, you cannot build a team around a superstar goalie. Your goalie cannot make $10.5 million, and you cannot expect to construct an amazing, solid team that will do well in the playoffs and be a cup contender for years to come. That being said, we don't deserve Carey Price. I'm going to be honest. We don't. Let's be realistic. 
<clears throat> How many years has Carey Price bailed us out, made our team look better than what we are? And the one, the, the ones, okay, he, he had another season where he struggled, but the one time where he's struggling, all the fans are shitting on him. They're, they're saying he's garbage. They're saying trade him. They're saying, how do, you, how, do you, how do you think? How do fans and media think? They do don't you, think. They think. Why do you think people do not want to sign in Montreal? Because you're literally throwing your franchise goalie to the fucking shitter, okay? You're throwing him to the shitter, and you're treating him like he, he isn't your winningest goalie in franchise history. You're treating him like garbage. How... how how does that make sense to you? How do how as a fan? How does that make sense to you? Well, he hasn't won a cup. He hasn't won it's, a cup. That's what they it, say. And and the thing is, look, I disagree with you on the, on one thing, Gibby. I think you could still build around a goalie. The problem is not at that salary, man. Probably not at that salary. But even at that, we're not even at the cap. I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we're not even that's at the cap. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you owe it to Carey Price to spend to the cap. That's the issue here. Yeah. And you can't say that we can't win around that goalie because you didn't spend to the cap. I mean, you had money to blow. You, you, you gave out a bad contract in Carl Alsner. Okay. That's eating up some cap. There's a lot of. You signed a bunch of guys like Mike Riley's and, and these guys who didn't deserve contracts. Okay. The, the the Mike Rileys of the world and the yep. and the and the Nick Cousins and the and the Jordan Wheels of the world the Matthew Pekka's. How do you think? How do you think Price feels when when he's too many other... too much little money? Sorry, yeah, cutting you off. Too much I'm little money spent on useless players. Instead of spending all this money on all this depth, put that all into one quality player and bring your youth in. You You're infuse saying, your are you youth. Saying through free agency. I'm saying through trade, through free agency, well, free agency infuse, no. infuse your youth with quality players. That's yeah. what the good teams do. I mean, how do you think Price feels, right? He's on the other end of the ice, and they're, they're on a power play, and they see Wheel <laughs> on the ice all the time. Like, I would be freaking out. I mean, That's like, my boy. Is that... Is that <laughs> no, but it's the it's, coach's son. I, whatever, but the GM, honestly... The like, coach always has coach. a son every year. Every year, right? <laughs> coach's son's always on the team. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But listen, no, it, it's like it's 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 ludicrous. Listen, Carey Price's contract was the beginning of what it's going to be for superstar goalies. Okay, you saw Brabovsky; he got the same thing. He he performed, okay, and he got paid. He he's not living up to that contract. He's doing, he's and I think now those two guys have kind of set the tone. Now, GMs moving forward are going to say, no, the way this league is designed now, goalies are not worth that. But you can't blame Montreal for making that mistake, okay? No. The, he earned not. that contract. We've spoke about it many times. Yes. Carey Price deserved that contract. He earned that contract. We can't go back on that. We all agreed to it when it happened. Yes, I thought it was a little bit high, but the amount of stuff that this guy did, he, he earned it. But we not, all knew he wasn't going to play up to that. Yeah, but that we're, not, we're not a cap team. I don't know why people bring up his money all the time, his salary. So we're not a cap I team. I agree with you there too, Vinny, though that's what I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to say, listen, yes, I do think he was overpaid slightly, but at the same time, okay, he earned it. He did earn and, it. And I, th I truthfully think that it's going to be, all it takes is one guy, then Bobrovsky asked for that money, the next big goalie is probably going to want that money. He's going to look at, hey, look at Carey Price. Look at these guys making that money. I'm better than them. Pay me that money. It's the way it works. I tell you one thing. You put Carey Price right now with the Boston Bruins, they win the cup. Yeah. Okay? He, he doesn't I have the right you. players around him. And you, for a guy like that on a team like this, 
you got to spend to the cap. They didn't spend to the cap. Now they're like, okay, they, they ended up picking up some contracts late in the year, blah, blah, blah. It's not good enough. I think the Habs are... I think where Bergerman made his mistake was the retool or reset. It's it's one or the other, man. It's yeah, you I rebuild or you try and build around Carey Price and you try and win. And that's where I think he went wrong. I'm not going back on Carey Price's contract. Um, obviously, he earned it, obviously. But right now, he isn't playing up to his contract. But the thing, like, I'm so, I'm on the fence on both sides. Okay, <sighs> like, what about a guy like Ryan, like, you know, in the offseason, a guy like Ryan Zingle, remember? Hey, not bad. Got eight goals, 17 assists, 25 points in 43 games. That's something that the Habs could use right now. Yeah, but what's That's the kind of guy where you get injuries to a guy like Drew N, that guy can jump up and that could fill some holes for you. Yeah. That's okay. Good, yep. And that was a cheap contract. Instead, we go sign, we go pick up Nick Cousins. And I would much rather have Ryan Zingle than Jordan Wheeler, Nick Cousins. This guy, you know, scored 20 goals before. He's a 20 goal scorer. He's a 40 point guy when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He scored 40 points in this league twice. Yeah. I think my issue with, and actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug uh, Brian Wild. Um, the Brian Wild podcast. I don't know if you guys heard the latest episode. Yeah, I did. Um, he brought up a very good point. The, the The new formula to build a championship team it's it's not it's not the superstar goalie having that superstar goalie. You no longer need that superstar goalie. I think Mark Bergevin and we've spoken, uh, Lewis. We've said this many times. Mark Bergevin is so stubborn, so stuck in his own ways. I feel like he's he still thinks that he wants. The the old build through the build around the goalie and win that championship with around your superstar goalie. Uh, Brian Wild brought up a very good point. You see, like look at uh, Pittsburgh, look at uh, Washington, look at look at uh, St. Louis. Now last year, all of them have a superstar center, and all of them have superstar D man. We don't have a superstar center. We have a superstar D-man in Shea Weber. Like, we're missing, we're still missing pieces. We got nobody that scores 40 goals. We got nobody that that goes over 70 points. We have no superstar. We, and that's the thing. I feel like if you look at the last, who was the last 75-point guy on our team? Realistically. Was it Kovalev? Well, I mean, Domi had 70-something last year. Or, sorry, okay, 80. 80 points. Yeah, it's been a while. That's what I mean. Well, the we, last 50 goal scorer was Stefan Riche, I think. Yeah, yeah. but 50, <laughs> 50 goals, you're not going to... You're not going to get that today. 40 goals today. is No, you is can get a, it today almost. You can. Like, but you, you got to be a superstar. Like Ovechkin and now I know, but Aaron uh, Matthews is on pace for 50 goals. But, like, <laughs> those are guys that you don't... Like, you don't... They don't come very, very often. I'm talking about a guy that's going to score you 40 goals. Like, we have Gallagher that's almost there. He's a definitely if we had Sebastian Ajo, maybe, you know, <laughs> could have been the guy. <laughs> That's what I mean. But there's things that Bergevin has done in his stubborn ways. He's just, he want, he, he's a, he, he, Bergevin reminds me of a thrift store shopper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and no, there's a guy, um, Mark Dumont actually was mentioning it today. And, and yeah. I really like the point that they made. And basically what they said is like, he's like, Bergevin is scared to lose a trade. Yes, That's he's made is. good trades. Yes, he's won trades. He's scared to like lose a trade to like, Remember who wasn't it? Vinny. Vinny was the one who said on this podcast that 
just even if just make a move, even if yeah. you lose it, even yeah. if it's a terrible deal, do something. At least you're putting right? in an effort. I mean, you've you've got a cupboard full of uh, prospects. Trade them. Trade trade a few, even if it bites you in the ass. That's what in I the said. Future. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. I mean, nothing is guaranteed. But if you sit on your ass, because right now we're a middle of the pack team, we continue to be one, and that's what's frustrating. The guy between the pipes. That's what's frustrating the fans. We're not going to get a Lafreniere. He's a guy who can make a difference, but we're not bad enough to get him. Yeah. We're always in the middle. Yeah. You know? So either and, go and out there. You're not catching, you're not catching Detroit. No. <laughs> you know, we only play them four times. Well, <laughs> man. We need to play them another 15. Yeah. I, saw, I saw somebody, uh, I saw a tweet yesterday. Um, they said, hear me out, okay? <laughs> Habs versus Red Wings, five game series. Winner gets or no, yeah. Winner gets Lafreniere, <laughs> or no, loser gets oh, Lafreniere. Loser gets Lafreniere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it we, was winner gets Lafreniere, yeah, we would we lose because they've won three against us. Yeah, I'm I'm literally looking at my Twitter feed right now. Okay, and people are crying. Don't do on, that. You're I, gonna get angry. Okay, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm looking there's at there's gonna be holes in the wall. I'm gonna put too much water in the mud and it's gonna leak. Cut can you? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what what's Trump saying? What's, what's Trump? <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me unblock him. Uh, no, it's just come on, like crapping on a guy like Kaka. Oh. You okay? Yeah, you smashed your teeth again. Smash my teeth. I just smashed his tooth on the mic. I mean, it, it's it's fucking unbelievable. I don't understand it. I don't. The problem is, it's not just one person. It's not the fact. It's it's not Carey Price. It's the fact that the leadership group, which is the guys upstairs, have not assembled the team. Um, to to win now, actually, the way they're going, they're never going to win. It's listen. The th the thing is too is like okay, this team is healthy. I think they're a playoff team if they completely stay healthy. A Don't bubble, got the depth I, I, yet. The kids are not ready to take to take the load. They they made a mistake here. Okay, they made a mistake here. There was money to be spent, and there was holes to be filled that never got filled. And this is what it is. I don't think, like, I'm not going to go into complete panic mode. I don't think that the plan is totally lost. We no. still have good prospects. We still have guys who are learning. It's just that if you were going to really go for it this year, then go for it. If you want to make the playoffs, then try to make the playoffs. Don't half-ass it and be in the middle. Choose one side or the other. And I think that's where we're stuck here. Because we were all like, okay, yes, this team's going for it. But they, they weren't prepared for when injuries came. Well, isn't that the general manager's job to, to, to say, okay, what do we do if we lose all our players at the same time? I have a funny meme that says, you know, it's that uh, Dos Esquies. And uh, the problem Dosecchi, is, too, yeah. it's not only that... <laughs> It's not only that, though, Vinny. It, what is it? That those, like, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what, is it, what does he say? Uh, Habs are not always injured, but when they are, it's always at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, that's your job. You have to prepare for that. You can't just be throwing in these third liners and expect to, to go anywhere. You got, what, 39 games left? How many games do we have left? About that. If I were yeah, him, I'd be on the phone right now, on the phone, and making sure that I'm calling everybody, make sure that I get players to actually make the playoffs. Yeah, because yeah, you thing, owe it to the guy in the net. Yeah, but the thing about that is, Vinny, you're kind of not in. Like, I get what you're saying, and I do agree to a certain extent. But being devil's advocate here, you're not in a position of power when you're trying to make a trade. Like, you're gonna give up more than what you normally would if you were healthy. 
You right. know what I mean? Right, yeah, because so people kinda, know. People it, know. It's kind of tough, Plus, right? you know, Bergevin's blackballed because of yeah, the offer sheet. Uh, Aho. Hashtag right. Aho yeah. offer yeah. sheet. Remember? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> uh, you know, everyone said that he'll never make a deal again. Never. He's done. And I'm pretty sure he's made the most <laughs> He's made the most deals this year. He made some <laughs> decent deals, too. His deals are good, but I mean, you gotta go out there. You gotta, you gotta start. You gotta start doing something. You can't just sit on your, on your. I agree with you. I'm a, I think we're on the same side here. No, man. 100%. me and you, Vinny, are, are on the same side. I'm literally, Gibby is. I'm, sti- I'm sitting on the fence right now, guys. I'm literally sitting on the fence. I see Bergevin. I see other people, and I'm just like, <laughs> I want to go play with Bergevin. <laughs> I'm cool here, guys. Like, Dude, I'm you know, totally cool here. And we didn't talk about this yet, but look, Claude Julian, right? He's, he's old school. I, I praised him a couple weeks ago on this podcast. But man, like when you're I'm down by one freaking goal, why are you playing Coogee? Why? Oh, man, I'm why? sick. I'm sorry, Coogee, but I'm sick of I'm, seeing him. I'm sick of what? seeing Wheel. I mean, I'm sick I, of seeing Thompson. Put Paley on the power play. You know, <laughs> like I don't understand it. It I'm drives sick me of these crazy. Guys. <laughs> I'm sick of them. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm losing my shit right now. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Apologize. Anyway, let's go, man. Let's move on here to Gibby's poll dancing. Poll question of the week. Now present Gibby's Pole Dancing Pole Question of the Week. Will cooler heads prevail here? <laughs> it's funny, though. Like, the results of the poll are hilarious. Like, it just goes to show how split the fan base is. Um, so, my question of the week was, at the half point, see, at the half point, at the halfway point in the season... <laughs> <laughs> With a twenty percent chance to make playoffs, are you willing to tank to improve odds of getting a higher draft pick at this year's draft? Provide your reasoning, and then whatever. Um, so, how many votes did you get? Two hundred. What's That's the it? hashtags on that? You're supposed to say. At no, see, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Ch fan underscore. I'm learning. Like, why is this guy reading that out? <laughs> I'm learning. Listen, it's it's a new year. It's a new Gibby year. Gibby is yeah, turning. You've the been page. on the ball. You've been good. Gibby is turning the page here. Um, Gibby's solid. Yeah. So 200 votes uh, didn't really get much traffic. I don't know why. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, it was. You know what it was? It was such a long uh, poll. I did like three weeks this week. That's good. Do it. Three days. Sorry. <laughs> three weeks. Three weeks. Week. That's a long. Uh, so yeah, 200 votes. Fifty-one percent said no, not willing to tur- to tank. Forty-nine percent said they're ready to tank. They're not. Yeah, they're ready to tank. So, like, literally split dead on. I, I and I knew it was gonna go that way. I knew it was gonna go that way. I had a feeling, and it just goes to show how split the fan base is. Like people, yeah. and it goes back to um, a lot of the people are for Bergerman. And it's not po- for Bergeron. It's They're polarization. Li- yeah. It literally, it, it, I knew it was going to go this way. The thing is, I find a lot of people, um, I find a lot of people are like so stuck in like, oh, our history or this, we got to win. Uh, we owe it to our history. Like, listen, man, no, we, 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 we gotta, we gotta turn the page on that. It's been almost 30 years since we won a cup. So history is, way like that's that's ancient history right now it is yep so uh yeah a couple replies here um and then we'll touch on what you guys felt and what you guys voted for um so mike Sachs with a z uh, <laughs> at mike he's got a pair of sacks 
Yeah. Sex um, uh, underwear? He said, he said, no, tanking doesn't ensure a better pick. It ain't over till it's over. Just ask St. Louis. I, had oh, a, I, I hate I, that. I, I had an exchange with him. He, he heard me out. We kind of came to an agreement that we agreed to disagree. Um, he said he wasn't comparing St. Louis, but you kind of are when you bring that up. Um, totally different situation. Habs have way more holes than just goaltending. Um, and Lewis can attest to this. I said St. Louis was going to win the cup, and they won the cup. At the beginning of the season, I said they were going to win the cup. They won the cup. Uh, so, yeah, David underscore W underscore Olinger, he says the Habs aren't bad enough talent-wise to seriously up their draft placing with the lottery to get a difference-making player for next season. Winning breeds winning and losing breeds losing. Even if you're not winning, but having a winning attitude, it's a good message for the youth. Uh, at Giot81, he says, Habs didn't quit last year, and they still landed Caulfield. He replied to David Allinger. Um, he said, Habs didn't quit last year, and they still landed Caulfield. Uh, this year, they give it their best to make the playoffs, and if not, who knows? Any team can be like Philly a few years ago, and they were 14 or 15 spot and landed second overall. Like, this is, it's, people are hoping for, like, I get it, history has a strange way of repeating itself, but, like, people are hoping for, like, so many things to happen. It's just, like, why, why are you trying to allow, like, history to repeat itself? Why don't you just, just improve your chances? Improve your chances. That's all I'm saying. Make a decision. Stop yeah. playing the middle. Uh, I got one, I got one more. Um, so, Dartmouth boy, Bog Trotter. At Bog Trotter, he says, tanking doesn't guarantee you a top pick and players will not lose on purpose. But if management decides to throw in a towel and trade away aging players and third and fourth line pluggers with some value and play the kids, it might just get them in a top five pick in a very deep draft. So I'm how, OK. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling all right. OK. What did you guys vote? <laughs> OK. So I say no. I mean. No. Don't tank. You're just saying go for it, try and make playoffs. Just so play. I, I mean, at this point now. Just ride out the season. At this point now, okay, you're, let too, me, let you're, me, too, far, you're too far out. Let me give you the definition. When I said tank, people think like, like uh, Domi's not going to put on skates and he's going to go out there and play. Like the team's just going to quit. That's not what I'm saying. When I'm, okay, I, I, my definition of tanking probably wasn't, I didn't clarify what I meant. What I meant by tanking is, not quitting. Like, the team's not going to quit. You're not going to... You have never seen a team in any... Okay, maybe in the NBA, because the NBA is a different breed. Um, <laughs> no team in the NHL has quit. There's no team that has quit and just said, screw it. No, they, there's they there's just, a strategic way to There's do a it. strategic way. They do things to improve their chances of losing. As yeah. much as that sounds weird... So that's trading assets. Trading assets. Yeah. You let your young guys play. So at deadline, you trade guys like... Uh, Wheel Cousins, even Byron. If Byron's available, Byron's a decent playoff guy. He could Thompson, I think, is useful. Thompson as well. I agree with that. I, but yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Then maybe I do say I don't. But like, I don't think that. Yeah, maybe make that decision. Tank. Fine. We have if you want to call it that. We have a twenty percent chance at making playoffs, and that was I when I saw that stat. That was prior to our two. Our uh, I have a hard time. You know, I hate giving up. I really do. I I'm the type of guy who always wants to fight till the end. 
But yeah, I mean, the reality of the situation is this team's not making the playoffs. They're not. If and if they're not going to get the first pick. If people think, okay, first of all, don't say that. There is a chance. There is a chance. If you don't make playoffs, there is a chance. There's always a chance. But if people honestly can sit here on their phone, uh, on on podcasts, on TV, on radio, on anywhere, if you can honestly say that the Habs have a chance at making the playoffs, like you're lying to yourself. You're literally lying the, to yourself. The only way they have a chance of making the playoffs is if they have Drewen, Armia, Gallagher, Byron back yesterday. No, like December. No, yesterday. Guys, it's only January 7th. Come on. I mean, are we going to throw in the towel right now? But it's not about throwing in the towel, It's just, man. you know what? It, you know what's scary? Like, and that's why I said no initially, is because when you look at Sorry, the numbers. January 8th, man. When you look at the numbers, yeah. it's like they need to go like 24 and like 24 and... 14 or something. Yeah, something like that. Which is not... It's not impossible. It's not impossible to do. It's not. Look, I mean, and other teams could also skid, right? You could have injuries on the Leafs. You could have injuries, you know, with Boston. It could happen, right? I mean, the Canadians got every injury possible, right? The problem is, and, and I'm going to tell you this, and I've said this on the podcast, the most I said that December is probably one of the most important months of the season. It's mm-hmm. the toughest part of the schedule. Also, they lost the important games. The games against Tampa Bay, the game against Florida, Carolina. These are the teams you're battling with, and they lost those games. Those are bad games. And and, and it happened last year down the stretch where the most important games are the game against Carolina and the game against Columbus. I think it uh, it was like a four or five games that they needed to win. Exactly, and they lost them. So the same thing has happened. It just shows you that this team is not ready. They're not beating the opponents that they need to beat to further themselves in the standings. And, dude, you're losing to teams like Ottawa, Detroit. Like, terrible teams. They've done that all year, too. I mean, terrible. That, that, that's what killed them, I think. It's, 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 yeah. Okay, so Detroit. how about this? Let, let, like, since we, you say full tank mode. I'm not saying full tank mode, guys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying give up. But you're saying now it's time to sell so, assets. So you're saying sell small assets. So, I'm not saying... I'm not okay at deadline. I'm not saying sell like a guy like Petrie, a guy like Tatar. I'm not saying to sell those guys. If you're gonna make those deals, first of all, those are deals that are gonna make sense for you, that are gonna better your team come next by season. By deadline, though, you should pretty much know if your team is completely out of it by deadline. If you're like two points, four points behind, what do you what do you mean? Though? By the deadline, by the you're trade still deadline. in it. Yeah, you're still in it. What do you mean? If you're four points behind a playoff spot by the deadline, you're still in it, right? Yeah, actually, I would even say now they're seven points or six points. Yes, they are seven points. They or need six to go points. on a winning streak, though. But what what you guys got to remember is they're behind four or five teams for the wild card. So those four or five teams have to go on. Not just not just one team has to struggle. It's not like we're seven points I, behind. I get it, but you know what I mean. Like I, it's not easy to go up on those grounds. Listen, I I I can't for the life of me wrap around. Wrap around the idea of tanking, all right, or or selling assets. It's too late to tank. You okay. got to start that early. I, that's I just, the way that's at I the like. beginning of the season. You know, I mean, for me, this is all on Bergevin. He's got to he's got to do something. I've been saying this for weeks. He has. If if, if you want to make the playoffs this year, he, I heard his press conference and he was uh, so eloquent when he said it. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're going for it. The players are trying hard 
that's one thing that I've noticed. They're, they're trying they to rear yard, and they're going after. They're they're not giving up like under Michelle Terrian. We used to see that a lot. We used to see them giving up sometimes on plays and really bad shifts. These guys are going like you know from buzzer to buzzer, right? If you want you to give your team a chance, you gotta do it now. You gotta make moves now. Stop this tanking stuff. Stop thinking about that because we're not at that point yet. You know. So make, you're saying you're saying what? Being a buyer at trade deadline? No trade. No, no, that's not what but I'm, I'm saying. No buy no, trade I, I'm, deadline I'm asking, though. Not, Listen, not, it's I'm a not. month. It's you got a month and a half. I'm saying you, trade deadline. I'm saying right now you gotta buy right now. That's what I'm saying. Many people will disagree, but you know what? What's funny? The fans that are going to disagree with me and say, tank, 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 they're the same fans that are going to bitch and complain that the Canadians are losing. And that's the truth. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the fans that are on board of selling assets. But yeah, I'm but also you not wouldn't bitch and complain about it. No, because yes. I'm, 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 I'm like, I see, I see what the plan is. Yeah. I, I see what the plan is. I know what the result the is. The way I be. look at it, this is how I look at it, is, listen, it's, it's going to be very hard to tank. Right now, there's too okay, many let's contracts. Not say tank. Listen, there's let's, too many contracts. There's too many deals to be made to make this team bad enough. This is something that needed to start earlier. This is something that they needed to identify earlier. But the problem is, is that this team was a playoff team earlier before they got, you know, bombarded with injuries. Okay, so now you're in a unique situation. Now something happened. Got a bunch of injuries. You're on a huge losing streak. Second one of the year. You got to keep pushing. Keep grinding. You got a couple players in here. Keep pushing until you're close to the deadline. By that time, you will know where you stand. Then what you do is, hey, our percentage of making the playoffs is really low. Let's sell some assets. We sell our Nate Thompsons. We sell whoever people want. You know what I mean? The guys that, whoever they're asking for, we listen. And then we prepare ourselves for the draft in Montreal. That's all you can do now. That's it. It was okay. miscalculated from the beginning. For me... But it's always miscalculations with this, with this group. It's always miscalculations. Yeah, I mean, and, and it like, goes back to what I was saying, as I, I think that... I said it from the beginning of the year, and, and when these free agents just started dropping off and signings were made and trades were made or whatever, I said, Bergevin is missing a lot of opportunities here. These are, guys, these are guys that, even if they're not flourishing in the roles they're in now, these are guys that could have been on this team and help this team. These are guys who have skill. These are guys who can score. Okay, let me ask you a quick, a quick question. Dominic Ducharme. Let's say you replace Julian with Ducharme today. Does that make a difference? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coaching no. issue. No. I think part of it is. It is, but that's, but that's the thing. It's not, that's not the main thing. That's like a lot of people saying that Carey Price is the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many. It's, it's, goaltending hasn't been good. Defense has hiccups. Left yeah, and right. I mean, it's not like forwards, the Babcock forwards situation. Are having, yeah, forwards are having defensive lapses and mistakes. I that think are Ducharme. Goals. I think Ducharme. You give him a full season. Like, like, yeah, from that could beginning. be. Yeah, from he'd the beginning, put, no, that could make a he'd difference. He put Palin on the power play. He would. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that drives me crazy. And as a fan, I mean, I could, I. Could, I'm trying to look see, at this objectively. See, hold on, Vinny. I'll I'll put it to you this way. This is this is my definition of what I'm trying to say when when I'm saying to sell assets. Okay, you sell guys like Cousins. You sell guy like Weiss. Or sorry, yeah. Let's sell Weiss because I mean, let's be realistic. He's a plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You sell Weiss. I mean, you probably won't, but whatever. You sell 
guys with value. Weiss Real. is the kind of guy you give away for free. Like, you know, garage sale, like, ooh, this yeah. looks good. Yeah, 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 if you buy this, say, take this one too. That's <laughs> yeah, we, we got rid of so, sh- That's what happened. To bring in Weiss. That's what happened. When we, when we traded for Folin, they're like, please, take Weiss too. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you sell Wheel, Byron, Cousins, um, Scandella, Kovalchuk. Scandella, we've, we discussed. It's kind of like see how he does and if he's willing to take a discount or whatever. Um, you sell those guys for assets, and you force Julian. You force Julian's hand. You call up all the young guys, and you force him to play the young guys in the power play. You force him to play guys in top six minutes. You force all those young guys like KK, Paling, Suzuki. You force all those. You force Julian to play those guys. That's what I want to do. And I'm not saying that they're gonna lose. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, sorry, I'm I'm not saying that they're going to lose, but you're improving your chances to lose. But you also have young kids playing their hearts out. It's going to be exciting. It's not going to be boring to watch. And it's also, I lost my train of thought here now. It's also just, it's it's going to be, they're going to make mistakes and that that might cost them games. You see Nick Suzuki make a lot of mistakes that cost goals or whatever. They're young guys. Let them develop at the NHL level. Let them get a taste of the NHL, and then go. But that's from, happening now. Yeah. No, but it's how it's, many it's more n- guys you want to bring up? Evans, Vidamo. Th- then, then there's Vidamo's nobody there. left down there, and that's another thing too. We're injured like crazy in Laval. Belzeal went down. Yeah, there's a bunch of injuries down there too. I'm just it's saying, like, dude, f- we're gonna we're gonna empty out the whole farm. <laughs> These guys, they're done too. Like, I mean, it's been and the last thing I want is Bergevin to start trading for freaking Laval. And know? we don't even have an ECHL affiliate. That's another. Like, there's that's there's another a lot issue. of things that are going that's wrong. That's a right big now. issue, man. Because Mar- Mark Bergevin have- has a lot. Like, there's a lot of things that are going wrong for Mark Bergevin. Mark right Bergevin's the GM of Laval. Yeah, it's a b- bad idea. You know what I mean? It's a bad. It just it, the construction of the whole franchise of the whole management is just bad. And it's no un- ECHL team. You yeah. got Michael McNiven who's bouncing from from team to team to team. How, Terrible. That that's so bad for his development. That was a drop a, ball. He's not a bad goalie. He's a pretty solid goalie. He him uh, another mistake that and and I'm gonna go back on it. Although I was on board with Lindgren, the Kincaid signing was bad. You have that was terrible. It should have been Lindgren as your backup, Price as your starter, McNiven and Primo as, Primo a, as, as a your one-two tandem because that's what uh, they should have platooned. That's what what's his face likes. Um, help me out, Bouchard. That's what Bouchard likes to do. He likes to go one goalie and then one goalie. Like a the platoon. Next. A platoon. I yeah. like the word platoon. Yeah, you've said it like six <laughs> times. It's just so many. There's little. Mi- it and sounds the like thing is, The thing is, I was always saying, ah, it's just a minor mistake, whatever. But now, it's like those minor mistakes are all adding up, and it's it's yeah. it's a bigger picture now. It's a bigger issue. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's starting to blow up. I think in in Bergevin's face, but it all comes down to quality depth and there's there's such thing as depth nhl depth and there's such thing as quality depth and in order for your young kids to play well they need to be insulated with good nhl players and that's what's not happening right now so right our best players are getting injured yeah they got injured and now we have our young kids stuck playing with just mediocre nhlers and it's not good enough yeah so so 
I was losing my train of thought. So what's what's happened? What he needs to do right now is make a decision. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna tell your veterans? What are you gonna tell guys like? Shea I told Weber? you what's gonna happen. I already know what's gonna happen. And Nothing's I'm gonna, gonna say happen. I said it. He spoke to Bergman. No, I said what's gonna happen. They're gonna push. He made these two moves because he shows that he's no, not giving up. These two moves are not enough. Gonna, and guess what he's gonna but do? But that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna blame it on injuries. Remember now, but, the, now, but listen, no, but with those two stop. moves, with those two moves, but that's what he's gonna do. With those two Save moves, face. you only have you only have like what th- almost like less than three million in cap space. So there's not much you can do. You're gonna have to ship out a contract too. Okay, that's what happens when you bring in a guy like Scandella, right? It's four million dollars off the cap. Right, he he took the big cap hit. That's what happened. So you don't have a lot of cap space left. There's not much you can do. You ride these guys out until the until you're close to the trade deadline, and then you know, hey, drafts in Montreal. We're not making the playoffs. Sell assets. That's when you make that move. And then there's still a lot of season left there. Well, I mean, there's a month left, right? From there on. Okay, so... Yeah, month yeah, and like look 10 at, days. Look at it just from a coaching standpoint, right? Right now, you've got a very bare cupboard, right? I love using that. that <laughs> I'm saying cupboard. I don't know why. But you, you don't have much to work with, let's say, right? Just take a risk, man. Put out your young guys. Start like that. Start doing that. And if this coach doesn't want to do it, ship his ass out of there. Put someone in there that's willing to do I it. I get what you mean, but at the same time, as I mean, we've had this discussion in the past uh, in struggling seasons. As I, as I mean, like, everybody deserves a shot to play, and you still got to play your veterans. You know what I mean? And if they're on the team, they got to play. It's almost like a disrespect thing if, if they take a back seat. They still need to play. Right, but would you take Wheel over Paling on a power play? Would you take Cousins over Paling? No, I, and I don't agree. Any? I don't agree with that. But at the same time, there there's roles that are set for players, and they stick in those roles. And I mean, even though there's not the most success, and we hate them as fans, doesn't mean that it's not the right decision. You know what I mean? Because the other players, maybe that's not a role that they thrive in. You know, maybe Brian Paling right now, he's a, he's a penalty killer, and they want he's to save really good. Yeah, and they want to save him for the penalty killing role. They don't want him doing everything. Now you're overtaxing the player. There's different decisions. So I don't really think this comes down to coaching. The coach is dealing with what he has, and, and right now, like I said, I think that the main thing is the lack. of... Of quality depth, quality depth, lack of superstar talent, elite talent. We need the elite, elite talent. We don't have that elite talent. No, and and the, and the guys who are our best players are down. Who who are you know can be elite, which is like Gallagher's and Druans, and Armia who was playing Unreal. He's playing. He's having Amazing. those guys. See those... that that was a good move by Bergevin. You see, I'm not a hater, guys. I'm not a hater. <laughs> right? I can actually say I can actually t- say things. Call a spades. I think that this podcast for like is just a prime example of what Bergevin has created, and it is confusion in the fans. It's it's, it's like where where is this organization headed? What is the next move? And, and that's why I think we've gone so back and forth on our points here today is because we don't know where they're headed. He doesn't make a, a one decision. He plays the middle. He's playing the middle too much. We and, play it's the a, middle. and it's about time for them to stop. Our podcast plays the middle. We want to know why? Because, because we're on Twitter and we see one side of the spectrum and the other side of the spectrum. And we're stuck in the middle looking at everybody else like, Jesus Christ, guys, relax. Like, we got one. So you're got, trying to call us a Mark Bergevin a podcast? <laughs> I hey, hope we, not. We've got big guns, man. Listen, <laughs> we've made some quality trades. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. True. Okay. 
All right, all right. Let's wrap that up. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, uh, yeah, we'll stick around and we'll talk some more. Son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. What the French toast? Did you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? Pickle you, cumquat! You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. Stinky McStink face! You Hoboken. Fabulous. New Orbit Raspberry Mint cleans another dirty mouth. For a good clean feeling, no matter what. What's that fantastic smell, you ask? It's no other than Sizzle Popcorn. Sizzle Popcorn is now offering delivery of their mouth-watering treats with flavors like cheddar, salt and vinegar, ketchup, and simple but beautiful lightly buttered. They now deliver, yes they do. They can cater birthday parties or even movie nights for the family. Add that extra sizzle to your life and visit shop.sizzlepopcorn.com. Vacation's over, back to school again Vacation's over, back to school again No more running around, summer's gone again I remember when we had a... And we're back We're back Back at it again, yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Oh, you guys made me hold that too long, man. That was a nice acapella. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get into uh, Gotta Have It or Trash It. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. I'm your host, Lewis Lewington. Welcome back, folks. Okay. Another edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. You know how it works. I give you a statement. You tell me, gotta have it or trash it. Okay. Clear. What should the hashtag be? I want you to have one and trash the other. Lose our hair for Lafreniere or hands in the air for Lafreniere? Have uh, Trash one and have one. I trash the first one. So lose our hair for yeah. Lafreniere? Yeah, I don't want to lose my hair, man. I like that one, though. Like it, it just so have one really and trash one. So you want to have... Ha- have one and trash... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hands in the air for... Ha- la- ha- yeah, you're confusing me, man. Honestly. So you want to have hands in the air for Lafreniere and trash... Ha- Jesus. Yes. Have in the air for Lafreniere. <laughs> I'll, help, I'll, help, I'll help Vinny. He wants to trash the first one. Yeah. And, and have, the, have the second one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and I'm I'm the opposite. I'm gonna I'm gonna hab the first one, yeah. trash the second one. See, lose our hair for Lafreniere because it's just like because uh, we're stressing out, going crazy. Yeah, we're stressing out. So, okay, is it time, or sorry, it's time to trade Carey Price? Hab it or trash it, Vinny? Trash it. That's it. Why? Yeah. Why? Is, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> Give me a reason why. Because he's the he's the best goalie in the world, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it till I die. All right. This way. It's the way it is. Gibby, habit or trash it? <sighs> Come on. I'm I'm gonna have it. Say it from your heart. I'm gonna have it on 
different intangibles solely because I feel like we owe it to Carey Price to trade him. Uh, because I don't think with Carey Price on our team, I don't think we're going to win the Stanley Cup ever. Um, and I would love to see Carey Price win the Stanley Cup because Carey Price is my favorite player. Um, and just the way that he's been mistreated uh, in media, and he, like, obviously he doesn't see Twitter, he doesn't give a shit about Twitter, he doesn't care what like people like us say, but the way that he's been being he's being portrayed on in media like he's a baby he doesn't want to see the he doesn't want to have post game media yeah it's like, too Kellen like like shut up <laughs> shut up yeah that was so dumb so I'm saying habit mm. to trade him and just because we owe it to the guy okay um, I still like you though let's start with you Gibby Charlie Lindgren should be the backup of the future habit or trash it uh, I'm gonna have it. Um, I I like Lindgren. I I have no issues with Lindgren. He's a quality goalie. I don't think he's a starting goalie, but I think he's a quality guy that can take twenty to twenty five starts a, a, a year. Okay. Uh, habit. Habit. Yep. Same thing. I think he's quality backup. He's not gonna challenge you for the for the uh, for the net, but he's going to uh, win you some games. So yeah. Okay. Let's start with you, Vinny. This is your cousin. The Habs should re-sign Marco Scandella. Habit or trash it? Habit. Um, the guy wants to be in Montreal. He was excited about coming back home. I mean, clearly, you clearly saw it in in his interviews, and just to just the smile that he had on on the ice when he played. And I think he's he's adjusting to. To the to to the Canadians system, he's gonna yeah. do well. He's gonna do well. So I I, I suspect he's gonna take a hometown discount, and he's gonna do uh, he's gonna do us proud. Okay, yeah. Yibby? Um, I'm gonna have it simply and only if he takes a hometown discount. If you're not if he's not signing for two point five million, two point seven five million, then trash it. But uh, yeah, on a hometown discount, I don't mind. Okay. Um, and last one, we'll start with you, Gibby. Mm-hmm. Claude Julian needs to be fired. Habit or trash it? Another one. It's tough. I'm going to habit simply, simply because um, uh, I feel like he's not a bad coach. Jesus, my hair just got stuck to the mic. Uh, <laughs> he's not a bad coach. That's Claude. That's yeah. Claude grabbing you. <laughs> he's like, hey, get, it. get over here. Um, he's not a Tabernet. bad coach. I just think in the point that we are in, we're in the limbo of pushing towards a successful team and kind of not making playoffs. I feel like Drew Julian is not our guy. Vinny? I'm going to have it. I... I think we need to um, we need to give the younger generation a chance uh, to go in there and and uh, give the other younger generation that, that are skating a chance to go out and score some goals and play some games. Uh, Julian is just he's got his pets and that that really bothers me. Yeah. I see I saw that with with Babcock right he did the same thing and yeah. Julian does that. So you feel like the the full potential of this team can be unleashed. With a, a, a younger coach with a new school mentality. Yep. So Dominic Ducharme could be our Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Queef. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
All right. All right, Gibby. You know what time it is, man. What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Picked Weekly by us. <laughs> not Vinny, though. <laughs> not me. I'm not even singing. Um, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. So, Vinny. Um, <laughs> the objective of this is to have the best record. This isn't golf. This isn't lowest score wins, eh? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See? Okay. Okay. So now, moving forward, now that you know that, we've clarified the rules. You got to make picks that you want to win, okay? Okay. Got it. Uh, I'll start off with Vinny. Uh, Vinny, uh, like <laughs> seven weeks ago, last time we potted, you went uh, 0-2. <laughs> you, uh, you took Detroit over Toronto. Not it, Detroit didn't play Montreal, man. Yeah, I know. You took Detroit over Toronto 2-1. Toronto won 4-1. <laughs> uh, you took Dallas over Calgary. Calgary won 5-1. Uh, bringing your overall record to 3-7. <laughs> wow. That's a rough, rough goal for Vincenzo. A rough goal for Vincenzo. It's pretty terrible. Um, I went 2-0. Oh. Um, I took Buffalo over LA 4-1. Buffalo won 3-2. I took Minnesota mini pop over Calgary five three. They won three nothing. So I'm seven and three now. Lewis, uh, you went two and zero. Hey, um, you took Washington over New Jersey five three. Washington won six three. Ah, close. Was empty netter or no? Uh, I don't. I didn't check to be honest. Uh, I don't care enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you took the Rangers over Anaheim. Uh, three one. New York Rangers won five one. Ah, uh, yeah. they had to get those two extra goals. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so my new picks, I got. So I'm seven and three. You're seven and three. So oh, you and I are tied. And, 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 and Vinny's three and seven. three and seven. I'm the Habs. <laughs> All right, let's go. A little losing streak. It's okay. Uh, He's not giving up though. I need a coaching yeah, don't change. Give He's up. not giving up on the Habs. Don't He's not up. giving up on his his picks. <laughs> I need a coaching change. Um, so my new picks, I got Saturday's game, Vancouver. Against Buffalo, I got Vancouver 4-3. And then the Monday game, I got St. Louis over Anaheim 3-1. All right. All right. So I'll go um, on uh, Friday. I'm going to take the Hurricanes at home to beat the Coyotes Mm 5-2. And then on Sunday, I am going to take the Sabres on the road to beat the Red Wings 4-1. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the Boston Bruins on the Saturday game versus the Islanders, 4-2. And on the Sunday game, I will take the Nashville Predators over the Winnipeg Jets, 4-3. Okay. Perfect. If I come out 0-2 in this one, I'm I'm literally going to cry on the mic. (laughs) Okay. All All right. We won't do a fantasy update today. We'll do it next week. Um, we went a bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. Today, we had fun though. We did. That's the important thing. We did have fun. Um, now I want everybody to go to. So we are no longer with All Habs, as you know. Uh, well, as we told you. So now you can. We'll be tweeting out. All three of us will be tweeting out the link. We will be at Have a Listen. We will be using Anchor. So basically, it will be on. It'll be on Anchor and Spotify. 
available immediately. And then it will be uh, probably in the next couple of days on iTunes. So you can subscribe to that. Subscribe. Get our podcast. Um, download it. Do all those things. Um, yeah, we're going independent. We got a lot of cool things. We'll probably have some guests and stuff like that coming up. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. And again, I'll, I th- I'll thank All Habs for yes. the opportunity and kind of letting us form into our own people. But now it's, uh, you know, we, we were in a cocoon and now it's time for us to fly. But yes. <laughs> they're letting us blossom into a beautiful flower. So yeah. thank you. No, uh, you know, uh, not a flower. I butterfly. Mean, cocoons. <laughs> butterfly, whatever. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> co- co- cocoon. What is a co- cocoon turns into butterfly. what? A butterfly. Butterfly. I just said it too. Okay. Are you sure about that? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, a uh, cocoon turns into a metapod that comes, <laughs> a, comes a, becomes a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it could. Like, well, no, the metapod is a cocoon and it turns into a butterfree. So there's your butterfly. There you go. Pokemon. All right, All right man. I taught you in Pokemon terms. Science. That's what I wanted to. That's what I've been trying to pull up this whole time. We gotta fly away like a butterfly. All right. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that, guys. I All had right. a great time. Like I said, the, our podcast won't be this long. We just we've been away for a while, so we thought we owed the fans, our new fans, um, and old something longer. You know what I mean? But our, our podcast will stay remain the same. Listen, our content will remain the same. Um, we might get, a, you know, there it might be a little a rated 18 plus, I guess now. I mean, we're not going to come out here and swear like crazy, but at the same time, you know, we're not going to hold back as much as we used to. Yeah, and it's fun actually to... Uh, yeah, it feels good. It's like yeah. a, a relief off my chest. Um, yeah, I had a great time, boys. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, what do you say we do it again next week? Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. All right. See y'all later. Have a great time.